Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. It's time with another Minutes of Mute. We're joined by the one and only Scott Mutrin. You can hear him on the Learfield BC Radio Network, every home and away game on the sidelines. Also, of course, a former Boston College QB. So lucky to have him on once again. Before we get to Scott, just quickly like to remind you, if you're a member of the BC Football Gridiron Club, you have to be a part of it. Uh, home and away, tailgates, pregame, newsletters. It's a spot to be for all BC football fans. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Okay, with that now, we bring in Scott Mutrin. Coming off, we were just joking right before we went on. It's always nice to talk when you're winning. BC, three winners of three straight, four and three, two and two in conference play after a very nice ACC road win uh, over Georgia Tech down in Atlanta, score of 38 to 23. Scott, just like to get your big picture thoughts in the game. Yeah, I thought... Uh... Eagles played well on the road. They finished strong. They they came out with a good game plan. They made some adjustments. The, the, the thing I was most impressed about was the adjustments made on both sides of the football by BC. Um, they obviously used this bye week as a self-reflection week and to really notice a lot of things that they were doing um, on offense and defense and to change maybe some of their habits and tendencies. And if you saw that um, in, in folds, and, and some were very, very successful, and some were minorly successful, but definitely will make defenses think going forward, and I think that that's something that bodes well for the second half of the season. All right. Of course, big time. When I thought about having you on, i got to ask you as a former QB, uh, Thomas Castellanos, 255 yards passing, 128 yards rushing, two TDs, uh, this kid is emerging. Um, what do what, what we what, do? We have any idea this is going to happen this summer? And just how do you grade out his performance versus Georgia Tech? Yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of people had any idea about this happening this summer. I think they saw potential. I think that's why you, you saw him play so early in uh, the Northern Illinois game. He obviously had earned the right to play there versus how he's done since he's been here. The one, the one. Thing I can say mostly about Thomas is his ability to be an eraser and is is just so deflating for defenses. And when I say an eraser is that you can miss a block, a defense can have great coverage, and a receiver can be covered, and he can erase all of that by just making a play with the feet and with his arm. I mean, the throw... He made rolling to his left the creek completely across his body to Kyle Robichaux in the first half was was under you know was under hyped but was very very impressive. He was literally running lateral to the um, lateral to the line of scrimmage and turning through it through the ball to Kyle Robichaux for a huge game. Um, stuff like that is just it, it changes games. Because those big plays put defenses on their heels. They're afraid to be aggressive to come at you because if they miss, then you're going to get past them. You're going to you know, get a big play. If you sit back 
and you go in coverage and there's just a gap in your in your pass rush, he can beat you at his feet. Um, I, just a, a perfect subtle example for him is third nine, late, not late in the game. I'd say early mid third quarter, maybe even early. Actually, early fourth quarter. Excuse me. And third nine, Georgia Tech rushes for drop seven, and he escapes and just runs a quick nine yards, gets out of bounds. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but that defense was was poised and pumped to get off the field. Third and nine is not a convertible vertical down at all. And for him to, to make that play, it's so deflating for defense that they can't even like get off the field and they got to go back and play at least another three downs, that mentally he beats a lot of people. <laughs> and, that's, and that, especially defenses, is if he can continue to do that, it just puts a lot of strain on, on the, the defense. And... And in the high, in on the other side of it is that it just gives so much confidence to the VC defense that they can be aggressive and not worried about making mistakes because they know someone like Thomas can get get it back pretty quickly. Yeah, big time trickle down effect in multiple areas. I also thought it was big. I, he wears down teams, so you saw that in the fourth quarter. BC outscoring them twenty-one to nothing, uh, big time right there. And uh, just like to get your thoughts. Obviously, BC was trailing by six going to the third quarter, and really turn on the Jets in the fourth quarter, Sky. I really personally like to see that because you'd like to see teams really close hard. Yeah, I think you could see in, in the the end of the first half, BC was making some strides. And then second half, come out and they're driving and there's an interception uh, in the end zone. Then there's a couple big plays by Georgia Tech to get ahead. Georgia Tech, to their credit, made some good adjustments to what BC was doing in the first half. And... You know, BC was moving the ball, but they kind of shoot themselves in the foot a couple times. But when they were able to really kind of put the hammer down, and, and the one thing that was consistent is that they were able to move the ball um, running it at will. Um, they were um, really controlling the line of scrimmage. That The defense Georgia Tech plays is not really conducive to BC's offense. BC's offense is heavy downhill running game. And, and it's not for the, the faint of heart with big guys, not just offensive linemen, but tight ends. But, you know, one of the things BC does is they get in short yardage situation and they brought in like eight offensive linemen. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. eight offensive linemen and one wide receiver, a running back, and a quarterback. And that right there, <clears throat> and when you look at both of them, <clears throat> excuse me, when we look at both of them, um, you have Taji Johnson, who's a very physical receiver that's very good at blocking. So he's another guy that can block, but he can also, you know, if they, DC wanted to throw out of that, he gives that um, he gives that look that they still have to respect that. And then you have Robichaud in that formation, who is tough and needs to get credit as well for the, the tough running that he had this weekend. I mean, he, I think he was third in the nation in, in rushing this weekend. Um, you got you know a couple guys there that are that are pretty good threats too on top of Castellano. Then you look at those two fourth down plays that BC runs. It's with that formation, and they get touchdowns on both of them. Like that, that that says a lot. Uh, that I think a lot says that not only are those the skill guys good, but look at the offensive line, the much maligned offensive line that was last in the ACC in rushing last year is now 15th in the nation this year in the nation in the nation. Uh, running the football this year. They got depth enough that they can bring extra guys into play. Um, you know, so you're not just playing five guys. You, if guys get hurt, which they have happened this year, they've had other guys step in. So you have eight offensive linemen that you trust to play. 
Um, yeah, that's huge. That's way different, way different than what it was last year. Uh, 308 yards, team rushing yards. Robin Shaw had 165 yards, 21 carries. That's, you know, eight yards a carry. Castellanos, 128 yards, 13 carries, averaging close to 10 yards a carry. So you're right. The offensive line for BC, I mean, that is uh, just a total different picture. Anyone who stuck out to you on the offensive line specifically, Scott? I mean, it's it's really tough to say because they're all having – they do it as a unit, right? The offensive line is – is such a unique group is that their success is based on the, uh, their ability to work and communicate with each other, right? So it's not about one guy just doing it, doing a great job because he couldn't do a great job and the three of the other guys aren't doing it, it doesn't matter. So um, I think as a unit, they deserve a lot. And the two new guys with Kyle Hurgle and Logan Taylor have done really, really well. And having Christian Mahogany back has been great. Uh, he's really solidified and kind of... Uh, brought back that, that mentality for them uh, that they were lacking a little bit. And then you got the guys from last year that took their lumps but are showing are looking great coming out on the other side because they're talented players like Drew Kendall and Ozzie Chapillo. I mean, those guys have really worked hard. It is a solid unit, and they've handled, you know, they've played well versus a lot of teams so far. And I would venture to say that Florida State would say that's the best offensive line they've played so far. So, um, I'm anxious to see how this keeps going. I, I think that they have done some good things. I think that they've established who they are going to be for the second half of this year. And now I'm going to I'm going to anxious to see how that is, is shown versus UConn this week. Who I feel a lot of them have a there's a chip there from last year. I think a lot of those guys were pretty upset about how that thing turned out down there. So BC's going to have a little bit of a chip and want to want to prove something versus UConn. And then you know who knows what happens after that. There's you know, then you're back to conference play in Syracuse, but I'm, the focus needs to be on UConn, especially after what happened last year. Yeah, I want to get to a couple of minutes. Just want to wrap up Georgia Tech. The BC's defensive side, too. Three interceptions. Elijah Jones, Amari Jackson. Wow, Scott. I mean, Jackson's was Sports Center top one play uh, of the night, that one hand in interception. Just uh, a special unit. I thought they played very well. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I think you see that Georgia Tech moved the football on them. BC in the first half was comfortable giving Georgia Tech some underneath stuff and the run game. Uh, Georgia Tech was moving the football running. Bend but not break, um, yeah. Right, that was a little more the mentality in the first half. And then Georgia Tech made some adjustments to BC wanting to, to do some man coverage and some zone coverage. They found some uh, plays that worked, and they had you know the big quarterback run on on a run blitz that got them from 75 yards, the, the slant pass that, that scored a touchdown, and, and then they hit a couple big plays um, in the second half. But this this goes in, you know, this kind of goes into the offense, right? When you're a defensive-minded coach, right, your thoughts are to stop them. Like, we'll give up yards, but we want to give up points, but we don't want to make any, like, big mistakes. And, and sometimes you have defensive coaches that want to get after you, meaning that they'll play some man coverage. They'll do a lot of splits. Uh, they'll do a lot of uh, – dogs and all these twists and all these complex packages because they want to cause some confusion with the offense. Um, 
with the offense playing the way that they are and their ability to put up points and the ability to get on the scoreboard quickly, whether running or throwing the football, it allows the defense to play with a little more aggression. It allows them to jump routes, which Amari Jackson is in great coverage on, a, on his that, – that's the thing that needs to be noted is that he – he sat on that route. He did film study. He knew it was coming. He sat on it and then made an outstanding physical play. Um, the same with Elijah Jones. Like he knew what Georgia Tech wanted to do on that play. They were they'd run the route a couple times, and then when the time was right, he jumped it. And when you do that and play with that uh, free freeness and that that confidence to play fast because you're not afraid to make mistakes, that just that just that poses another problem. It says, okay, we, we may get beat uh, over the top, and he may hit us on a big one, but we may get a big one too, and then we're going to give this offense the ball back. Because you look at the turning point of that game, BC goes and scores, they go up one, they get a pick, they score another touchdown, right? Then they hold Georgia Tech, and then they get another touchdown game over, right? It's just at that point, and they, they get a pick to end the game. But at that point, they were they had made a twenty, you know, had scored twenty one unanswered in three possessions, yes, in a row because of, of of a turnover and a stop. And when you just get the, that offensive chance and they're rolling, uh, that's that's a great way to play defense. Good complimentary football, no doubt about it, Scott. Okay, before we wrap up, Joy Tech, I always like to get your your perspective. What was it like after the game, playing right home, interviewing Coach Halfley afterwards? Just the general vibe uh, behind the scenes. You know, they're pumped. It was good to get a win. I, I think that they're very comfortable with who they are right now. Uh, I, I think they're, they know where they're at, and they know what they're planning to do for the next, you know, five weeks of the season, right? They they found out what Thomas does well on offense. They know what that offensive line can do for them. They know the playmakers that they have outside receiver-wise, too, which those guys get a little bit, you know, un, you know washed, uh, washed under the rug a little bit because uh, their performance, uh, of the quarterback and the offensive line, but the receivers have done a good job as well. Um, so I, I think that it would happen. Plus, the wives made the trip this week, so a lot of the coaches. There's nothing better than winning and having you know your significant other who makes so many sacrifices for you uh, to to coach uh, there on the trip, and that was great to, for that. Uh, felt really really good for the team. It was a quick flight back. Got back in time to see the third period of the hockey game. Which was a great, uh, great till the end there when the Eagles lost to Denver. But great to see Connie Forum packed like that. Yes, um, that's just awesome, right? It's that as a college kid playing football, hockey, or anything, when your student section buys in like that, man, it's great to play in front of something like that. I, I love it. I love seeing that. So it was a nice, um, it was a nice Saturday. Got home and you know right after that, it wasn't too bad. So. Um, Happy with that. The travel was easy. I can say that. Yeah, that's always that's always clutch. It's always nice to, to get that going on. Um, well, all right, Scott. You mentioned it earlier. UConn, twelve noon. This is a New England game out of conference, uh, and you mentioned it too. And I agree with you. I was in East Hartford last year. UConn lost. I mean, BC lost to UConn. So you know, out of conference game, but with a local matchup, you want some revenge from a BC perspective. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, right? You felt that BC came out very flat that game. UConn went right down the field and scored. And then BC just made mistake after mistake uh, in that game and weren't, were unable to finish. Now, UConn's lost in close games, so a bunch of one-score games. So, you know, you don't want to you don't want to take them lightly by any, by any means. Yeah, you, I think that the fact that what happened last 
UConn lost uh, last Saturday at home, 24-21 to South Florida. Uh, it was back and forth game. They were leading at, by 10 at one point. Uh, but just your general thoughts of Jim Moore Jr. and the app program and then what BC really needs to do coming up this Saturday. I think BC needs to not read their press clippings, right, and hear about how great they're doing and how well they've played the last couple of games. I think they need to focus on the task at hand. I think the, the biggest mistake that you can make at this point is start looking ahead on the schedule. So, like, hey, if we win this one, and we, then we can win this one. No, 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 no. you got to focus on this one. Right. Let the pundits and, and guys like us, Mike, talk about the next one and what's down the line. They need to just focus on, on this game and get, a, and get this one done and then go to the next one. Because if they do that, I, I think, as, as you can see, that this, it's a talented football team when they're, when they're focused on the task at hand and ready to go and, do, and everyone kind of going in the same direction with a lot of emotion, excitement. And, and energy and playing for each other. I think you've seen a lot of that in the last couple of weeks, a lot more excitement on that sideline, both sides of the football, and that's contagious. 12 noon game next Saturday. The weather looks pretty good. Uh, Scott, what's your tailgating thoughts? What's your plan uh, for UConn uh, next Saturday? Um, looks it's a home game, so that's good. I'll be hanging around here, probably just head into the game normal. I don't know if I'm going to have my normal uh, sidekick. My youngest son, Ryan, has been going all the games. He's got a football game later that night, so I don't know if he's going to have enough time. Uh, but, yeah, they usually just make the rounds around BC and, and, and check it out. we got three home games left. So should be a pretty fun one. I think, uh, you know, it's the picturesque fall time of year as the leaves are changing and falling. It's, uh, it's what everyone would uh, picture when they're talking about New England at this time of year. So soak in the sights and uh, really want to just see. I want to see a complete game by, by BC and just come out with the same mindset that they came out against George Tuckworth. I think, too, it's going to be a good crowd. A lot of UConn fans will be traveling up. I'll be there, uh, so we'll, we'll have a good time pregame. It'll be great to see you, bud. All right, Scott, thanks so much. Uh, BC 4-3, and 2-2 two and two conference play, and they will play UConn 12 noon this Saturday. Thanks, Scott, so much for joining us. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.